Hey there, Divi Nation. Welcome to our next episode of Divi Chat. We're so glad to have you here. I'm happy to be here. We got uh, our friend Sarah and most excitingly of all, excitingly, is that a word? We've got Mr. Mike <laughs> Evett is back in the house. Hello. And uh, the word on the street is that he just couldn't think of any more clever intros. And so that's why he's been gone so long. Mm-hmm. So it better be a doozy today is all I got to say. Um, before we dive into our topic, let's go around the room. Why don't we? Uh, I'll start today for the fun of it, just to change it up a little bit. My name is Stephanie Hudson, and I am here repping Focus WP, where you can just send us tasks, and our entire agency team will just pretend like they're your team, and they'll do whatever you need us to do. And you don't have to worry about hiring people. It's really it's really handy. Uh, also, please come hang out with us in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, where we every week have an awesome um, live chat on Thursdays at Divi Chat O'Clock, same time as this, usually a few minutes after, as a matter of fact, as well. So anyway, come hang out, Focus on Your Biz in Facebook. And next up, Sarah Oates. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch us at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Mike said he could barely recognize me because I wasn't wearing my glasses last week. I'm also not wearing them this week. It's not because I don't need them. I just have ridiculous glare issues and I only need them for small text. So, you know, I'll it's survive. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. Because I like, I've been yeah. wearing my glasses more. You you could use 3D glasses. They don't reflect nearly as bad. Oh, here yeah, we go. Be fun. Or even glasses. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> then the reflection and makes them look cool. Anyway. That's right. Which I Was am, that you? Of course. Was that you then? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Mike Devitt. Oh, good. What do you got? Hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Mike Devitt. And at Web Design Pro, we provide the foundation to your online business with our websites optimized for the search engines. Now, as we are near Christmas, my opening tonight is that we bring the ho, ho, ho to your mm. web designs. And what the Christmas, you ho, ho, ho. <laughs> the Christmas everyday feel to your business. I just realized what you said uh, without a turkey in sight. Um, now, I've even got a special voiceover made for all our customers this Ooh. year. Do you want to hear it? Huh? Oh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, you do. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, and season's greetings to you, our valued customer. We've really appreciated your business in 2022, and we wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you. From all of us here at Web Design Pro, we hope you have a happy... Oh, it stopped! <laughs> happy whatever. And, of course, a very Merry Christmas. Oh, this is what you've been so busy doing. See, this is why you need a dress rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Did you give your URL and all that stuff? Or are you done? Oh, uh, webdesignpro.co. Nice. Yeah. All right. So um, this is a cool topic. I actually, it's been in the queue for a little bit and I kind of kept procrastinating it. Uh, The topic today is setting priorities and staying focused. And the reason I've been procrastinating a little bit is because this is a struggle of mine. I, um, I don't know if if you guys out there who have ADD type symptoms or concentration focus issues, but this is a real struggle for me. And I think a lot of the folks in our audience and for some reason, it's not just the staying focused, but even I've realized that setting priorities can be very difficult for me because when you have focus issues, it's like you don't know what to focus on and everything seems important. And I want to focus on, I want to do all the things and I want to do them all right now. And you can't. And so to say like, what's more important, this, this, or this, it's, it just is a thing I've recognized that is difficult for me. Is this something that you guys struggle with? I feel like Sarah, it doesn't. I feel like that's (laughs) for you. Is that right? Well, it it depends, right? Like, um, I think I know how to differentiate between priorities in terms of which is important. But that's not to say that things don't trip me up during the day, like when an email comes through, because mm. I think that's where I get tripped up, where I can set my priorities. But if an email comes through, I have a very people-pleaser personality. I don't like conflict. I don't like to let people down. 
Um, and so if an email comes through from a client with something that they need fixing, if it's something really small, I find it very hard not to do it immediately because I see it. I'm like, that won't take me very long. I'll just go do it. But that fully derails me from what I'm supposed to be working on. So for me, the challenge, which I guess I'll talk about during this time is not so much setting the priority, but I know I've got the big things and I'll often say, I'll just get all the little things done. But sometimes the little things can take me a whole day and I never get to the big project of the day because I know the little things distract me. So if I can get them out of the way, they're not distracting me and therefore I can fully focus. But I can let that draw on much longer than it should. Yeah. um, Do you guys uh, hit the end of a day? and pour a glass of wine or get some, uh, you know, something to drink and say, sit down and say, oh, that was a busy day. And then you think, what did I do? And you can't really mm. think of it. Like, isn't that Especially such a terrible feeling? Like it feels like you didn't achieve anything because they're all like little five, 15 minute jobs. Oh, that is such a terrible feeling to having been busy and yet not productive or producing anything. Um, or, or having um, progressed with the big jobs. Because the yeah. big ones are the ones that hang over your head. And if yep. they've had no progress in a day, I think it can feel like, well, that was a ridiculous day. Yeah. Yep. Have you had that situation, though, where you've got like, for whatever reason, you've just said yes to everything? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you never turn away <laughs> I'm business. I'm people pleaser. You? That's it. Mm-hmm. So I um, had that recently where um, I just had a number of, uh, of websites all come in at the same time. And I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna crank these websites out. Now the, the one great thing about getting all of that business in at the same time is um, that you can do certain things all together. So very often we work on websites, don't we? And there, you know, you'll start a, a certain process, but if you can do all three processes at the same time, that's that's really great. So what I had to do was just make sure that each one was progressing every single day by just saying, right, an hour on this site, an hour on that site, and then another hour on on that site, just to to have that feeling that each one was progressing every day. But I'm like you, Sarah. I'm a people pleaser. And if I see an email that's come in where, and even with, you get a situation where with different clients, they have different uh, expectations. Um, So setting those, setting those uh, boundaries up at the beginning with them is also tricky because um, you might've had the 15 uh, minute conversation at the beginning. You might've done an hour's um, conversation just to do a little deeper dive into what they want. So you've done an hour and 15 minutes with them and they've signed a contract with you. And you then got to lay out how the project's going to work and they have an expectation on you to um, say what they want, what you want, when you want it. And so you start all of that process off and then they can either be really, really needy or they can just go dead. And so really depending on on that, what I've found is that um, the best way of dealing with uh, those sorts of situations is just to get is to set these boundaries out with them, but make sure that you've you are working on their sites every single day. So it's quite nice when you get all of those things in at the same time. But then you might have a situation where one of your older customers comes to you and says, "I've got an issue," and you you spot it in an email for whatever reason, and you'll drop it. So I think as long as you've marked out that you're going to be working on these important things every single day, so whether that is three websites or whether it's a web a, a website or some maintenance or whatever it may be. And as long as you've got that time earmarked in your, in your calendar, in your schedule and you get it done, then at least you've got that feeling that you've, you've kept all the plates spinning. So yeah, I think um, there's lots of different ways you can manage that. And it's really mm. working out what works in your own brain in yep. terms of how you're going to manage that, right? So for some people, they have the policy, I won't open my email until I've progressed my big task for two hours. And so say they start their day, they don't open their email till 11 a.m. That might work for some people because then they feel like they've started the day with a massive win. They've pro- like made one of your big tasks kind of move forward, have some progress, Hmm. but then 
they'll come to the little things, maybe do an hour or two on that and then come back to a project. So that might work for some people. For some people, they'll open their email at the start of the day, look at all the things, add them to your task list, go to your big project and allocate the last three hours of the day for all the little stuff. And mostly people can wait until 3 p.m. in the afternoon or whenever it is, you know, later in that day, 10 p.m. if it's deaf. So like maybe, maybe that's the way that you manage it. Or maybe you start your day and you go, okay, I'm dedicating the first two hours of my day for all the little stuff. Whatever I can't get through, I'm going to quickly shoot an email to them and say, I'll do that tomorrow. And then you go to your big tasks for the rest of the day. Or sometimes another thing that I've done is if I come to a Monday, sometimes all the little things have kind of banked up and then I have a whole lot of little things and they're just flooding my mind. And so I say, okay, today is a write-off. I will not do any of my big projects today. And I pre-decide today is the little stuff. I'm going to get through every single little thing. I'm going to catch up on every single little thing that's in my email that clients are waiting on or like putting something on my portfolio, whatever the little things are get that off my plate so that tomorrow when I start my day, I am 100% on my projects and anything that comes in tomorrow can wait till Wednesday. And so you kind of, you know, you almost chunk the days out. And I think some of it is just about working out, can my brain do a project for a whole day or does my brain need to segment? Does my brain, I can only do two hours on a project every day. So I'm going to spread and make sure every day is dedicated a big chunk of time for my projects, but I'm not expecting myself for a whole day to have my brain focused on one project. Like, are you better with little things or are you better to just focus on one thing and shut the whole world out for a whole Mm -hmm. day and progress it by heaps, but you just do that, say, two or three times a week and then you allocate two days a week. That is the little stuff, the whatever stuff. We've talked before about how most clients, if they send you an email, they don't expect you to do it that day. Unless it's urgent, unless their site is down, most of them, if you email them back and say, no worries, I've locked that in for Wednesday. Yeah. Most people have, you- have no issues with, even if you said, no worries, I'll get to that this week and it's mm-hmm. on a Monday. Most clients are totally fine with that. It's just about replying to them within the day to say, saw it, got it, I've logged you in, it's happening, and then they're fine with it. So I think it's us and me that is like, oh, I have to do it right now to keep my client happy. <laughs> oh, well, let me true. ask you this. Is it because is it because of the people pleasing or is it a part of like procrastination sometimes? It, yeah, it's both. I mean, that's, to me, that's like you can get a much bigger or easier dopamine hit by – the little things. by doing that little thing getting that quick response sending the emails to the client and yeah. then saying like oh my god you did that so fast thank you you're so great like all of that triggers these reward centers in our brain uh and the slogging along of a larger project yeah. doesn't give us 100 so. especially if the project is something that feels tricky or mm-hmm. i haven't done the thing before like maybe i'm integrating a whole new plugin and it's quite complex and i've said yes but i'm like i'm going to have to go watch some tutorials to like actually achieve it like if something feels hard 100% i will be procrastinating on that thing 100% yeah. and i think the other thing with that is that when you start a project with anybody you want to be really communicative at the start because you want to show that you're on it and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to take two days to respond to an email if, if they've asked a question, because that kind of feels like the project's already sort of something at the back of your mind, rather than, you know, you've signed up, you've just paid me a, a deposit, I'm now working on your project, I'm going to communicate with you regularly, so that you have a really great feeling that um, the project's being handled. I think any email that comes in, you need to reply within one business day. Like no matter who it is, whether it's your big project, whether it's a maintenance client, whether it's an inquiry, I I think you have to make time to reply to an email every single day because I think that's the core to our business surviving is even if it's saying, no worries, I have no time this week, but Mm -hmm. I can definitely do that for you next week. Like even if you're letting them down in the process, by replying the same day, they will be less pissed off. They the will. It's, that's absolutely true. I just yeah. um, had a little chat with my assistant because you guys know this about me too. If you are a listener mm-hmm. of the show, that email is not my strength. Um, <laughs> I can ignore an email inbox like nobody. 
<laughs> I cannot. And, oh man. Yeah. I just like, it just doesn't even like cross my mind really. And then I'll get into it and I'll start like, oh, I should unsubscribe from all of these store ads instead of like doing something that's actually important yeah. in my inbox. Like it's, I'm just the worst yeah. at email. So, and stuff gets buried so fast. So I hired somebody to, she's my assistant. She checks my email every day. Um, like she works three days a week and she monitors it throughout those days. You know, she just has notifications on. And then the two days that she doesn't work, she does check in in the mornings, like before she goes to her other thing. And um, she sends me my little like hot list and she'll say like, I've put some drafts, like I've started drafts for you for this, this, <laughs> and this. Awesome. Go, And then the next day she'll be like, please, please send the drafts. <laughs> and the next day she's like, just a reminder you really need to get back to so and so today. And so today I just I just talked to her and I'm like like we already know I'm the worst. Like I'm not trying to even deny it. I'm just trying to find an- yeah. another sit- like we're not I'm not it's probably not going to change. Like they instead of me trying you, to like be- become another person. Oh yeah, she answers as her. I was going to say you Fine. you must stepherize it. I do. <laughs> and she's um yeah, she's a very, very, very different personality than me. She's super and she's super organized and everything. So she'll send me like a screenshot of it and go, I need words. And I've just taught her a few things that she's really good at um at adding in. Like if it's a Monday, you say, I hope you had a great weekend. And if it's a Friday, you say, <laughs> Enjoy your weekend. Or you know, like I've just taught it like there's just yeah. some real simple basic rules that you can do and it makes it seem friendly. Yeah. Like when you start a thing, say, Hello, name. Like <laughs> <laughs> she is just the facts so she's she's great at applying those rules though right in fact she told yeah, me one nice. time she we we work we do work with bertha you know and she said that she told me one day she says i i kind of feel sometimes like i'm a, an ai like approximating <laughs> what human speech is like <laughs> is she younger yeah she's not young so but she's younger thing, one thing i've noticed is like the sli- like the generation below me, they don't yeah. say hi and bye. Like email is like a text message. So there's no mm-hmm. requirement for hi, how you going um, from Sarah, like none of that stuff. It's just gone. No. Like it's all just text message. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And like less punctuation as well. So like for me, when I go through mm. emails, I write an email when I do write one. Like my rule of thumb is write whatever you're going to write and then go back and remove at least 50% of the exclamation point marks. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm excited about whatever we're yeah. talking about. I'm super excited. Oh, that's a good point um, though, because that, that also comes back to that email that you receive uh, as a people pleaser that might just make your heart go, oh no. Uh, and it's, and and maybe you've got to be reactionary about it. And maybe you've got to understand that email is the worst way to communicate because somebody said something that to them didn't didn't mean yeah. much. But to you, it's like, what have you just put? What have you written there? And so you they used to call me at work where I well in my previous job, I used to um, bash keyboards because I spent <laughs> most of the day going, right, I'm going to deal with that. <laughs> that's scary that's scary mike yeah i was a scary mike um and and that's because people would say things that used to wind me up and so i would very much react and and now i i allow it to just sit there and 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 i take my time and i think that's important i didn't well that's a little bit of maturity too in life and in business i think that you get Mm. to that point i didn't mean to send us on a whole side story road of email management but uh because that isn't really what we're talking about today but the point of that whole long story was that i just told um andrea today uh because there was one of those exact situations like you really need to get back to this person and it had been like she had sent a third email saying hey what's the you know and i'm like i'm like andrea what like if i'm not responding just respond say like because last week i was traveling like say steph's traveling I'll get this on in front of her, whatever, or just say something, just make up something, just say something that it's coming, you know, like, so we're going to do some scripts in that. So that's one thing. I think um, that's super. I think it's great because it's the same thing as if I reply Mm -hmm. and say, no worries, saw your email. I'll do that on Wednesday. It doesn't matter whether that's me saying that or whether that's Andrea saying, Hey, I've seen this. This is great. I've got it on Steph's to-do list. Like, 
And depending on the client, the person that you're communicating with, sometimes they, that like makes them view you in a completely different light. Yeah. You know, like it makes them think like, oh, this is legit. This isn't just like stuff in her apartment, you know, like that I could just call any time. This is like a businesswoman running a company with staff, you know, so it does change the perception a little bit too. But when it comes to this idea of setting our priorities, I think that something you touched on, Sarah, and something that I talk about a lot is working, like work with what you got. Like, yeah. Don't try and jam yourself into somebody else's idea of a perfect schedule. So, yep. you know, every like this, all these things you read, they're like, don't do email first thing in the morning, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? When I wake up, even though my first thing in the morning could be somebody's like 10th thing in the morning, it still is my first thing. And I don't, I'm not a quick waker upper. I'm not a grumpy yep. morning person. I'm just fogged in. And yep. so for me to like, you know, if I do like open up, social media or open up emails and just swipe stuff, you know, just clear out some notifications and things like, yeah, to me, that's a great use of my time. And it sort of just gets my brain in that gear, even if I do it while I'm still laying in bed or whatever. Um, so don't feel like that's wrong. No. <laughs> or, you know, like what you said, like, if you're good, if you're an early bird, and you want to crank stuff out, do it. So um, there's two components to this thing that we are talking about. One is setting the priorities. And maybe we could talk a little bit more about some tactics that we're using in that area. And then how do you stick to those? So let's first up, let's say like if you, we we have sort of talked generally about all these things, um, but do you have any specific tactics that you guys use in order to help you prioritize and keep from getting pulled off onto the little unimportant things? Yeah, I do. Um, Like I'll talk an ideal day because let's be real, like not every day is ideal Mm -hmm. and not every day I'm nailing this, but in Mm -hmm. an ideal day and when I'm doing really well, um, I first thing in the morning, I will check my emails and really all I'm doing is scanning. Like you said, like you're not supposed to do that. It's wrong. It's wrong. Well, it's what I do and it works for me. (laughs) Um, So I scan my emails and basically all I'm doing, I don't even really read the work ones. I just want to spotlight in my mind, is there any emergencies? That's all I want to do. So I don't Mm -hmm. like fully digest it. I don't like take it all in. I really just want to know, is there anything I'm going to sit down at my desk or even is there a site that's like (laughs) gone down and I need to deal with it before I have breakfast? I just want to know that. That's it. Then I sit down at my desk at nine and I will properly go through my emails. And at that point, anything that's in an email that I have to do goes into Airtable. And so Mm -hmm. I have an Airtable where I've got my tasks and then within that I have priorities. And so everything has low, medium, high when I'm kind of first setting it. But then in the last six months, what I added was a new category that's called top five. And it's all a part of this stuff, right? And so- What I'll do, so I go through my emails, just chuck anything low, medium, high when it's due, reply to anyone and say, no worries, I can do this and whenever I can get back to it. Then I go over to Airtable and then I try and work out what are my top five priorities for today and in what order. Sometimes I even do top 10 because realistically I'm going to do more than five in the day. And so then what I'll do is just work out what are my top five and then I've got a different view where all I can see is my top five for the day or the top 10 and that's it. So everything else is then hidden. So, cause if it's in my front of my face, it's a problem, right? So in my email, what I try and do is when I put it across into Airtable, I then snooze it to when it's due or else I just archive it so that I can come look at it when it's time to actually have a look at it. But for me, getting everything out of my inbox is really important. If I'm doing it that day, I'll leave it in the inbox, but get everything out of my inbox, get everything out of my to-do list that isn't today because I don't want to see it. If I don't see it, I won't get distracted by it. And then because 90% of my work requires me to be in and out of my inbox. So Mm -hmm. if there's things in my inbox that are distracting me, that's a problem. And so I would prefer to archive things that are not relevant to me at that point in time. I try and ignore anything new that comes in until I've got a moment where I can properly have a good look at it. 
Um, and I try to not leave my inbox up unless I'm actively doing something in it. And if I'm actively doing something in it, I will have the email open that I'm actively doing something in. I have all notifications turned off for my email. So the idea is if I'm in my email, I'm not seeing anything new that comes in. I'm just in the email I'm working in and that's it. And so for me, that process is the most important. Then whether I decide to work on the little things or the big things first or it's kind of day-to-day, whatever I'm feeling like. Sometimes I'll do the, I'm spending a whole day on the little things. Sometimes I'll say I'm giving myself till 11 and then I'm doing the projects. Sometimes I'll start on the project. It depends on the day. But the main thing for me is I need a clear inbox and I need a clear to-do list that only has active priorities in front of my face. So that's me. Well, I think that's, uh, I mean, I, you know, we've heard you talk about this before and it's rock solid. Everybody loves it when you run down your Airtable thing. But um, the the important thing too about that is to not like, don't over plan either. No, <laughs> because I don't, I you, don't time block. Time blocking you, does not work for me. If you say like, I'm going to only do these things at this time, those like the way you said, like, I have some priorities set, but it's sort of loose. So you can do those which, yep. whenever you're feeling it throughout the day. Um, I think that that's really important too. To a lot of us, you know, when we have creative brains, they don't do so good at being jammed into a box, you know, like yep. we need to have a little bit of time to go with the ebb and flow of our, our moods and our energy levels and things like that. And yeah, maybe that's and because a lot you. of us, sorry. No, I was just going to say, and you work for yourself as well. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, you, you do this because part of part of doing this is the enjoyment of working for yourself as obviously, you know, we're obviously all in it to to earn money, but it it's important to enjoy it. And if it yeah. just becomes a chore every day because you've set this rigid schedule and you're just like, oh, here we go again. And especially if you perhaps work an evening or you you add on a bit to a morning or perhaps you work a weekend just to, to catch up with something and then you you then go and set the schedule then as well and it just becomes like you become like this robot and mm-hmm. and we are you know we're in the design space and the design space is 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 creative so uh one of the things that sarah was mentioning there she was talking about um emails one of the things with email it's the big danger of of replying to any email is making sure that you know the person that you're emailing back and whether that's going to become an an email table tennis for like the yeah, next right. half an hour you know because that's yeah. half an hour of your day eating up with well i don't know if i can do thursday at 10 can you do friday at four and then you're oh, right okay and 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 so your concentrated work goes out the window so i think that um just talking about that for a second, I open up in the morning and I always start with ClickUp and I always start with maintenance because um, so many of I've got so many websites now, and so I have a look at what's happened the night before. Has anything happened? You know, have we got any vulnerabilities that have been announced overnight that we need to check? Um, so I'm in Managed WP looking at that first, but also sometimes there's not even it's not hasn't made it into managed wp yet so you've got to go go looking um so go and have a look and see what's out there and see what's been announced as being a a vulnerability and get that patched on any of those any of the websites and then if you've got a particular website that you're doing maintenance for i get that done now where i get into trouble is if i see if something if i upgrade something let's say uh i don't know at the moment we've a lot of sites uh in fact, some of the hosting companies have completely taken away some PHP 7 point anything. And yeah. now their base is PHP 8. So I've been looking at uh, moving everybody to PHP 8.1. And um, it wasn't so long ago that that we'd be looking at that guy. And there's no way any of these websites are going to work on 8.1. But it's easy to go down a rabbit hole. And it's mm-hmm. easy to end up down that rabbit hole, and two hours later, you've done, you've only done one maintenance, and that's not good. So you have to be really strict. So I set a timer on ClickUp for each maintenance that I do, and I keep very strict eye on it because it's time, and um, it's time that you don't really want to be spending too long on uh, dealing with that. If you have a problem, 
take it back, you know, as in, you know, just roll, roll PHP back if you can. Um, if you've got no choice because the host has got rid of it, as has happened on a few of my client websites, um, then you're into um, fight mode. You know, you've got to get it up and running. You've got to get it working. So um, it's 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 a little bit tricky, but I quite like that at the beginning of the day. I quite like the challenge at the beginning of the day. And one of the tips that people always say is that when you're at your most productive, so Steph, that's three o'clock in the morning for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do the things that when your brain is at its best. And so, yep. you know, if you've knocked off a few bits and pieces, the, the easy tasks of the day, and then you're into your maintenance is, uh, and then you hit a problem, you're going to be far better at dealing with it at that time than you are, when you've had two Zoom calls, um, you're writing up notes from from those calls. It's got to throw off three in the afternoon and then you decide to do a maintenance and, oh, my God, something's gone wrong. And now you've got to engage your brain. So leave your easier stuff, I think, to the afternoon if you can and, and take on the more challenging stuff uh, when you're at your best. Uh, I think that's all awesome. I um. I think with when it comes to prioritizing, I actually had uh, a good pep talk with somebody today and they sent me a really interesting YouTube video that I'm going to share in the um, in the chat in the chats by Dan Martell, okay. who I had never heard of before. And basically um, what this guy says is uh, and that it seems like things aren't sharing properly to Facebook right now. I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on there. So um, if you don't see it there, let me know and I'll. Uh, uh, and don't go watch it now. Come on, you're watching this right now. Don't be like that. But um, he talks about breaking things into four buckets. Your work into four buckets. And there's admin, which is obvious, right? It's all the email stuff and the billing and finances. The, yeah, all of the administrative tasks that are necessary and relevant but not revenue generating then there's work, the client work which is revenue generating and has to be done but it doesn't exactly like further the business and then there's um, management which is also handling that's more of working on the business but then there's the um, strategy and he he recommends in his video he talks about saying he wants to make have a $2.2 million a year or whatever. He has like a $2 million a year he wants. It's his goal. And he breaks these things down into um, $10 tasks, $100 tasks, $500 tasks, and $5,000 tasks. And um, in the order of the, that I just said them. And he, he goes into all the detail. I don't need to spend a whole video talking about it. But basically, um, if you can think of it, which I thought this was interesting to, to put it in this way, in like a monetary value. Like that, I think may help my brain a little bit with the prioritizing, you know, like it, if I was going to pay somebody to do these things or if I had to pay, you know, like what would come first if I was going to get a check for $5,000 versus $10, which would I do first? Right. So if you can kind of frame it in another way, because otherwise that prioritization kind of thing is a bit abstract for me for some reason. So I, I appreciated that. And then it's broken into two buckets, which are. Um, in the business and on the business. So you can also, um, oh, uh, Vicky Baptiste says that that's what Kihai does. I don't know how to say it. The Airtable dude. Thank you for that parenthetical add-on. Um, so the the concept there being like, if you think of things in that way <clears throat> and you need to, and you have a financial goal for the end of the year, basically, what do you like? How do you add up those numbers? How many working days do you have in a year? How many hours? How like you can sort of run some numbers so that he he wants to make like five thousand dollars every day. So if he doesn't have any strategy days, then how much work does he have to do to get to that point? You know, like how much email checking can you do? And yeah. um, and, you know, maybe you do outsource stuff, <clears throat> delegate things like email like I've done and things. But and as you guys know, dele delegating is like one of the biggest things for me because what yeah, I really of things you've done right one of my strengths is the management and the strategy well it's two I guess but the strategy part I love and I'm real bad at the implementation you know that book uh, rocket fuel we've talked about that so we take all these things that we're learning and we sort of combine them <clears throat> excuse me and 
um, so there's that. And that, that sort of pulls all these things in to say, like, do like go with your time of day. That is a strength for you. Do the things that are your strength and either delegate or schedule differently the rest. Cause it's not that they're unnecessary. And, you know, they talk in any of these things, if you go searching for this topic on social media or YouTube or whatever, it's going to be, um, well, top CEOs do these five things, you know, like it's always those kind of things. And yeah. the, the reality is, yeah, we might call ourselves a CEO or a founder or whatever, but we all have small businesses and there just is no luxury world where the people in this crowd, in this room, in this audience are doing strategy only for their eight hours a day, right? It's it's just not realistic. We're in there tinkering with websites and doing client work and doing sales yeah. and doing admin, you know, we're, we're um, multi-hat wearers. So how, how do you do that? And, and still continue to grow your business yeah. rather than running it into the ground. So I, I found all of that really interesting. I think I recommend that video. It's not super long either. It's only seven and a half yeah. minutes. That's, that's, that is a really good one. And, and we've talked about this, Steph, I mean, going back probably a couple of years in our focus on your biz group, where we talked about doing the things that you also enjoy doing and that you're good at and you've got passion for. So if you don't have a passion for doing something, then, and, but you've got to do it during the course of your week, then can you put, can you get someone else to do it? Is, is that going to work for you? So you can do the same thing with, with, um, uh, with buckets. So recently I've been part of a group uh, run by Pete Everett, um, who uh, is in the admin bar and quite a few people know Pete. And uh, we've been doing this exercise on um, whether you have no ability and lots of passion for something. So that's something that you'd like to do. Uh, lots of ability and lots of passion. So that's what you want to be doing every day. No ability and no passion. So this is your four buckets and lots of ability and no passion. So it's kind of like if you're on the if you have the lots of ability and no passion and no ability and no passion at the bottom and you add all of those things, you just work out your week and you add all of those things into that area, then those are the things that you should be looking to um, outsource potentially as your business grows. Uh, and, and then you're in a position where, you know, um, you're mute, Steph. She's gone. <laughs> I just could see that. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Can you hear me? Um, yes, yeah. you can now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so literally you've got a line at line in the middle and you put everything you want to do at the top and everything you don't want to do. It's at a the matrix. Bottom and, and, yeah. And it's in its own way, but that's the same, I think it's probably further back in the process than the one that you've just been talking about. Yeah, it's very similar though. And well, mm. that's it's slightly different because it's talking about your desires and skills. Whereas mm. this is talking about the four buckets that are the necessities of the business and how do you categorize sure. those things. And so those categories could fall anywhere within that matrix. I do a talk on this. We did do it in the focus group and I, I phrase mine slightly differently, but it's almost identical to that. And then when it is something that are, is in that one really bad quadrant and maybe the next one, then you can look at um, delegating, outsourcing, or using a tool to to automate, basically. So those are your options if you're going to not do those things, which, which having a chart like that really does, it seems silly, but it, it does help. And the, if I would take a, a step be, before that, the thing that I had to do before I could do that chart for myself was to make a list of all the things. And you might classify them as that admin, client work, whatever, whatever, or not. I did break it down into a couple different categories. And I just, on my iPad, just hand wrote an entire list of all the things. And then I sort of started to plot them out as far as like, I just used a highlighter to sort of say like, this is the stuff I like to do and I want to do. And this is the stuff I hate, but I have to, you know, like, and then you can kind of start to, it starts to take shape a little more to just look at that grid and start saying things is a little bit tricky. Um, 
so if you can, if you could sort of start by like listing out, like what is involved in running your business? Like what are the tasks and however detailed you want to get at them, then that really does help. And um, maybe if you don't have the finances to outsource or use a tool or whatever, like maybe you're kind of at the stage where financially you have to do everything. Like you don't have mm-hmm. a choice, even though the things are on there, you've got no skill, you don't want to do it. You still have to do it because it's part of your business. Or maybe you have the skill, but you don't want to do it. So you always procrastinate. Maybe what that um, process would do is help you identify what are my big procrastinations? Like realistically, uh, if you're like me, you're going to procrastinate on things you don't have skill or things that you don't want to do, like either one of those, because either it feels too hard and you're worried you're going to fail or you just don't like doing it. So you're going to procrastinate on it, right? So say you can't outsource, you can't use a tool, you have to do the thing. Maybe what it is, is you highlight those things and you go, okay, well, when in my day do I want to do those things? I have to do them. So let's work out, am I going to want to do them in the morning? Am I going to want to do them in the afternoon? Like, do I want to leave them till last? Do I want to just smash them out, get them out of my way, eat the frog so I can move on with Mm -hmm. my day? Or do I want to, you know, say, okay, I'm going to do all the fun things and then I have to do it at the end or I can't stop work or whatever it is about you. But I think sometimes it's about knowing what am I going to procrastinate on? Let's just be real. Like these are the things I don't want to do or these are the things I find hard. I'm going to procrastinate. So how are we going to manage that? Are we going to outsource or are we just going to pick when is the time of day that or like just put on your big girl panties and do it? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. could you become like your own parent, right? Where you say mm-hmm. to your kids, look, if you clean up your room, then you get this thing. <laughs> like, right. could you somehow save something that you love every day? Maybe it's your second coffee or it's your like whatever. And you say, I have to do these things every day before I'm allowed to have this thing. And then mm-hmm. you just have to be really hard with yourself and make sure that you don't let yourself just have the donut. That transitions us the things. <laughs> perfectly into how do we stay focused on these things? Like what are our mechanisms for that? And a reward system is great. I'm, I'm a donut. A, a donut. Donut. You'll be like. My uh, kids had donuts yesterday. It was top of mind. I'm a 100 oh, pound web developer, but that's fine. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So. The other, uh, I've been reading Atomic Habits too, finally. Somehow I never yeah, nice. read that book. And it talks yeah. about all of the, like, I feel like it plays really well into all of this too. You know, yeah. like those, all these different tactics, you guys, that we read about and learn about, we got to implement them or it's just mm-hmm. a waste of time to take yeah. in all this stuff, right? But how you can attach uh, a bad thing to a good thing and yeah. sort of change the dopamine hits on it. You can um, attach something as a reward, just like you're saying, like, you get to do a thing after you do this it and it does take a bit of willpower and um one of the big things in that book and just in life that we all could recognize is that there are triggers and recognizing those and trying to remove them um getting an accountability buddy is one idea that can really really help with um staying on task when it comes to staying um productive and staying focused on the important tasks. Something that works great for me is setting a client check-in meeting every week when I have a big project going. I know everybody hates a meeting. I don't love a meeting, but but to me that works because that's yeah. a deadline. That's a hard deadline in a three-month project. I have a deadline every seven days <clears throat> that I've got to show them something that I've done. And yeah. even if I do the thing that morning, it's moving the needle every single yeah. week to get farther along in that project. Do you guys have anything like that to help you yeah. to stay I have on a, task? I started that milestone meeting um, set up and I've mm-hmm. had a, I've had a mixed, I've got mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that it, it, it focused everybody. Uh, but what it, what it very much turned into was um, you'd start to say, well, look, we've done this over the last week or so. And, you know, you'd say, you know, I'd like you to have a look at it and come back to me. And then what it really easily slips into revision meeting. So Mm. it's kind of like, oh, we're not too sure about that. We'll come back. We'll have a look at that. And then and then you get an email saying, no, we don't like it like that. Can we have it like this? Yeah. okay. so you, you go and change it. Next meeting. 
Now we decided we liked it the the the, the way you did it the first time, and of course, <laughs> in your contract, you're you've you've put quite specifically that you know you'll do X amount of changes, and before you know it, these meetings have, have be, become for the client a chance to pick apart what you're showing them. You got to so bring funny. back the keyboard killer. What, yeah. what was the name? Oh, keyboard basher. Keyboard <laughs> <laughs> basher. Yeah, uh, but no, it's it's it. It can be really good to keep a project on focus, but then those meetings need to be very, very tightly run. And yeah. I had a Short. meeting. I had a meeting Short recently too. where one of the guys turned around during the meeting, and he was talking about whether the company should have uh, a certain acronym or not. And and I'm like, I really don't care whether the company <laughs> has a certain acronym or not. And we spent ten minutes talking about yeah. an acronym, and it was just, oh, come on. You know, yeah. and nobody was, and I was like, you know, this is supposed to be a 15 minute quick meeting. And here we are 35 minutes into the meeting. Oh, see, Mike, you're too nice. You're too and, nice. But, I'm just I like, the as the time thing. is coming, as the time is coming up, I'm like, guys, I have a hard stop. That word yeah. always works. That phrase. Yeah. Hard I have stop. a hard stop, hard stop at this time. And then when it gets to a minute before, say, I'm sorry. I know we got more stuff to talk about, but I have a hard stop. I'm going to have to go in 60 seconds. Like you just keep telling them that and you yeah. just have to be firm and you are, you are giving an update. You are not delivering like yeah. final products and stuff like that. So maybe the stuff that you're giving them or the way, I don't know, there's little tweaks that you can do to, to make sure that they don't. And, and people try and do that with me, like with the revisions. I just, uh, the one I had one that was really going over with their, they were getting just like all over the place with their revisions. And we made a chart and we said, this is this item, this page, each page, here's revision one on the date. Here's when we finished it. Here's when you sent revision two. Here's when we finished it. It's that's it. It's final. Yeah. If you want more, you have to pay for them. So, you yeah. know, it just depends on the client, how they are, but it's, yeah, um, that's good. It's good. I think, you know, we, we, we've never done, really talked about uh, meetings as a, as a topic on Divi chat and conducting yeah, a meeting, should. holding meetings. I think that would be a good topic for 2023. Yeah. I like it. So in, in hot debate, I don't do client meetings along Ooh. the way. So there's um, always different than everybody. <laughs> there are the alternatives um, because like you guys, I find meetings, you know, they're hard to fit in. It's hard to like make the times work. I often don't find them super productive. And so for me with clients, I played around with the idea of a Friday update. And I think if you've got red flags on a client that they're not going to get you the things you need in time, I think it's a perfect option. So having like a really simple email that says, hey, just wanted to check in with you. This is what we've done this week. A couple of dot points. This is what we're still waiting from you for. And mm-hmm. then a couple of dot points. Um, I'll check and in with you next Here's what's up Friday. for next week. Here's what's yeah. coming up next yeah, yeah. week. Yeah. And so just really simple dot points of like, and so it's not saying like maybe if you need to ask them a question, you can ask them a question there. So I've played around with that. But often what I do with clients instead is I give kind of deadlines that are maybe a two-week milestone. So mm-hmm. it's like, we're going to work on the design. You will hear from us by, say it's the first Monday, you will hear from us by close of business next Friday with your designs. And so I'll give them the deadline of in two weeks time, you are going to get this from us. And then on that mark, I do a loom video. I send it to them. I say, here is where we're up to. These are the designs. This is where we came from. This is what we need from you. And then we wait for it to come back. Then we'll do the revisions. I'll give them a deadline of when they're going to get it send them a loom video, send them the thing. We do that process. Then we get to the build phase and then I'll say, okay, in two weeks time, I'm going to have the desktop version ready for you to check out. That's where we're going to go. And then in the two weeks, so I've given myself this deadline. I think the deadlines are perfect, whether it's a weekly check It's like an accountability deadline. Yeah. I need the accountability, right? So that's how I function, but I need it a little more broad than that, than just weekly. And I want it to be attached rather than to a date. And I don't want it too long in the future. I think two weeks is a good amount of time to be able to say to them in two weeks time, this is where the project will be at unless something goes wrong. And I will have this thing for you. And then I will do a Loom video for them and an email every time. If we require a meeting, we'll do a meeting. But wherever I can avoid a meeting, I will avoid a meeting. And then 
I will send it to them and say, I've done the desktop version. It's not ready for mobile. And I'll do some dot points, like things to note. It's not ready yep. for mobile yet. It's only ready on Chrome. Um, I need you to come and look through the website and tell me anything that's looking like it needs modifying. Or if it's not even at that point, then maybe what I'll say is, look, I don't normally do this, but here's a sneak peek. It's not really ready for review yet, but I wanted you to see that it's progressing and mm -hmm. I'm going to come back to you next Friday when it will be ready so that yep. I'm kind of, you know, that's how I uh, work it. Some people yep. love a meeting. I was going to suggest to Mike too, I, it doesn't have to be necessary. It can be an, an async meeting is sort of another way of looking at that. Because if you think about it, like if I'm doing a 15 minute check-in call, if you're going to go and you pull all the stuff up, you make sure your screens are ready, your camera's ready, blah, blah, blah. Then you record a five minute loom, 10 minutes, maybe if you've got a lot of stuff to talk about, like you're probably not going any more than that. But then you go and type up an email, you know, like you're looking at 15 minutes e either way. So it's not, it's not that big a difference in time, but it is a difference emotionally and mentally. So if, you, if you're not a meeting person and you don't do good face to face like that, then that's the same, like the net net is the same of doing that. It's setting a deadline for yourself so that you have to have something yeah. to show your client, which, you know, and clients love it. Like if, at Focus, we have a rule that's like, if a client ever says, what's the status of this? Somebody's in trouble because they should never say it. It should never, ever be asked because they yeah. should know. We should be proactively providing that information. And that's and sort of how I try said, to handle my other things. when yeah. that will come, whether that's mm -hmm. weekly, whether that's in two weeks, sure. whether yeah. you're saying in a month's time, like it doesn't really matter, mm -hmm. right? But as long as you have set the expectation on this date, you will hear about an update or you will hear that it is at this point, this stage in the process, uh -huh. it doesn't really matter. But as long as they know when it's coming and you stick to that thing. And even if the email you have to send is on the Wednesday, you know what? I said, I would get it to you by Friday, had a few bumps in the road. It's going to be Monday. Again, as long fine, as you're yeah. communicating, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. That's the big thing. Um, and Ken says here, Ken Brayton left a comment while we've been talking about this. Deadlines get me focused. The closer they get, the harder I concentrate, especially when a deadline is non-negotiable. Not necessarily recommended, but it works on me. I think that works for a lot of us. I like to say I'm very deadline driven. I don't think that that's um, a particularly awesome way to be, <laughs> like to be a little bit more, you know, I think that's a little bit can go back into like people who are early versus people who run late. And it's like, are you just there for, I used to think about people who did rock climbing or something. I was watching this thing and how they're like adrenaline junk junkies. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am not an adrenaline junkie. And then I realized I might you be are. because I <laughs> wait till the last minute for so many things that you do, you get that rush. And then when you nail it and it's like, you know, you do have a bit of, a bit of that, which I, as Ken says, it's maybe not the best way, but again, we're not fine. criticizing ourselves right now. What we're doing is saying, how can we take, like, let's work with what we got. What, what, what works for you is the right thing to do. If you want to work on your own personal improvement and all that, that's great too. But like, don't try and do that in order to run your business because you're setting yourself up for failure. I think use easy. it right. Like it, any task that you look at as a whole thing is going to feel huge and big. So if you look at a whole website, it feels quite overwhelming. Like there's a lot to go in that. And if you just say to a client, no worries, I'll have that done for you in two months time. Like your client's not going to feel calm and you're going to wait until one month and three weeks and then you're going to mm -hmm. start the website. Whereas if you use this to your ability, you break it down into eight parts or into four parts or into however many parts you think is going to work and you set the deadline and you tell the client the deadline, it becomes a deadline. And yeah. so I think really it's about seeing the whole thing, breaking it down so that you are forced to continually be motivated to continue because your client's waiting for that email to say that you finished the design or to say you have it ready on desktop or to say that you've done it on mobile, like whatever it is, I think set the deadline, tell the client the deadline and it becomes a deadline. Mike, I feel yeah, like I you were thinking, trying to say something. Yeah, no, there was some, there was a couple of things that was going through my head. First one, do you use uh, any Gantt chart, any sort of timeline uh, from your, so let's say you, you're kicking off a project tomorrow. Are you like, right, yep. okay, this project's going to be done 
uh, by the 26th of January because that's my that's what I put in my contract. And then I now need to make sure that um, the initial work is done by in week one and the, the you know, getting the content, all that, that kind of stuff. The design and build phases, weeks three and four, uh, feedback during that that that, that period. So you, you're kind of, if you set your project up correctly at the beginning, then that for every day that goes by, you're then in, you're in, then in total control of that project because you're setting that setting that hard and fast deadline of saying we aim to go live with this website. It's it, you can be very generic by saying in 42 days time, for example, in your contract. And then for every day that goes by where you don't get back to me, that pushes the um, potential go live back. Um, but if you actually were much more specific and said, we aim to go live with this project on January the 26th. So therefore, you know, um, this is how this is how a typical project is broken down. So you could do a loom for them and say, normally we do this in week one. Normally we do this in, in week three. Normally we do this in week five. Um, then you're kind of helping set that expectation at the beginning. And one of the other things I thought of was that you were talking very much about uh, Loom videos. I even thought about a Loom video where you would actually take a client through what you expect them to test. Because very often people say, you know, oh, uh, are we ready to go live? And you're like, well, have you done any testing yet? Have you actually tested the site? Oh, well, I'd look at it on, I'd look at it on my mobile phone and it, it looked okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you're then going into the support phase where you're going to give them that time, that X amount of free support. And I remember, Sarah, you saying um, in one of our past Divi chats that I think you, you do something like a, a, about a calendar month, but you're always there for them afterwards anyway. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, you're you're going to support somebody, but it's kind of like if you set that expectation up with the more expectation you set up during the project, the more likelihood is you're going to get the least amount of uh, problems it, through the project and then therefore after the project has gone live. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I said a lot of I things think... there. but <laughs> Well, okay, so going back to the start of what you said, I use yeah. I do use Gantt charts. Um, so yes. in Airtable, a lot of the project managements will do this. So I'm not saying you have to use Airtable. But when I set up a new project, it will automatically – create the date from the start date. So if I said we're going to start January 1st, it would lay out all the tasks based on an, a regular project, right? A five-page website. And then what I do is I go into the Gantt view and I start mucking around with the dates. So I kind of move things around and work out, well, this one, it needs more design. So it's going to need longer than the usual amount of time. Or the client's already said to me, they're going to need a week every time to give us feedback or whatever it is. I'll muck around with the Gantt chart and then I go to the client and say, okay, so this is the breakdown. Um, I don't do it as a loom. I generally just kind of plot it out in an email, partly because I think all of us being able to go back to that email with the dot points of yep. design phase, these dates, this, this. Whenever I'm doing a sales call, I'll start by saying to people, look, the project roughly goes six to eight weeks, but that depends on how quickly you get back to us. So I don't go into detail of like every day, blah, blah, blah. But just saying, like, if you're quick to get back to us, we build in a bit of buffer. If you get quick to get back to us, then that's what they it's going to do. But it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it gives me a chance to then go back to them and say, hey, we haven't heard from you. Just letting you know the end date's going to get pushed. Again, using Gantt to just kind of drag dates around. Um, I think all of that stuff makes a big difference. It does. Guys, I hate to say it, we're already up at the top of the hour yeah. and we're going to have to wrap it up. There's lots more to this discussion and we'd love to hear what you're doing. How do you choose your priorities? How do you prioritize in your business? And do you feel like that's working for you? How do you stay focused? Um, please share it. Uh, leave a comment here on the video or in your podcast app um, or go head over to our Facebook page. Um, and while you're here, why don't you just throw a little thumbs up there? We haven't had too many thumbs ups on this video. Everybody's slacking off today. Um, in the, speaking of thumbs up, 
I just want to take a second also to say thanks to everybody who voted in the WP Awards because we got the number two WordPress podcast in the WP Awards. And we were only a few votes behind WP Builds, which is a phenomenal show that is on every week. It's like, it's a long one too. It's an hour and a half, two hours, something like that with Nathan uh, Wrigley. He's an amazing guy. Um, and then the one right after us is uh, the Women in WP podcast, which is also a good one. And Funny enough, I've been on both of those and the number four podcast. I've been on WP Build, <laughs> Women in WP, WP Coffee Talk, in every pie. and Hallway Chats. So I've been on a few of these. So I think we can, I think what, what I'm saying is I think there's a pattern here to the winners. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> anyway, just no, thanks you guys. Words. It it meant a lot to us. We were all really thrilled to see that. And um, so we appreciate everybody who who voted for Divi Chat and who make this community a fun place to be. Uh, and that's it for now. We all, we will be back next week. Uh, that will be our last episode before we take a little break for the holidays. We're going to be taking a three-week break. So um, get your fill. Get your fill this week and next. And we will we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, I'm going to hit the button. <laughs>